do this. Hey, this is Ryan with the Daily Sales Dish podcast today. I have my co-host here, Sam, and a really, a guest I'm really excited about, Marcus. He puts out a lot of great content on LinkedIn and tries to kind of shape a community around the content he's providing. Uh, Marcus and Sam, could you say hey? What's up, guys? Hey, hey, hey. Awesome. Marcus, I know I know you go by the channel. Uh, so. That's one of many nicknames. That's probably the uh, most appropriate one, we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> so where I wanted to get started was you posted something on Monday that really stood out to me um, regarding where to take good advice from on LinkedIn and kind of where to sift through the noise. As someone yeah. who's pretty experienced as a sales rep and a sales leader, how do you kind of differentiate between the advice you're looking for versus what's not worth listening to? Yeah, you know, and that's a, that's such a great question, right? And, um, you know, what I, I mean, there's a couple things. So first off, when I look at social media like LinkedIn, what I love about platforms like this, is it really means anyone can have a voice, which is great. Um, but the downside is anyone can have a voice. So that also means, you know, people will put out content out there, some advice that frankly may not be true, right? And and it, it really depends. So say, for example, if you're looking at, say, you know, like if you're, if you're new to sales, um, if you follow the wrong people, you may take the wrong advice. And and that means you may try start to do things and you're not gonna get the results. And then you, potentially you might second guess yourself and wonder, hey, there's something wrong with you, which is, that's not ideal. I remember being brand new to sales and trying out wrong advice. And it really makes you second guess yourself when you're not getting the results that you think you're supposed to get. So, you know, when I think when you're looking at, you know, online, like, I mean, one really easy way is just simply seeing, hey, is this person consistent with what they're posting? If they're, it's, it's hard to be consistent, right? So if they're consistently putting out content, great. Now, it does just because if all the masses agree with that person or whatever, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the right advice. But at the very least, if they are consistent with posting like every day or every other day, they're already ahead of most people because typically most people are not consistent. That'd be the first thing I would look at. Definitely. Sam, what are your thoughts on consistency, especially when you're posting content? I know it's a really great way to get in front of people and kind of share your voice, but when do you think you shouldn't be posting content consistently? Or what what kind of uh, problems do you think people face when they're trying to post content consistently? See, from a perspective of marketing, uh, like it's completely different than the perspective of you want to post something. Like in marketing, like I would say if it's a business, I would say like that business is not supposed to be posting on daily basis. Like I would say twice a week, maybe three times a week. Why? Because you have to leave the space for the for for the consumer or for the customers or for the clients or the prospects to get a chance to absorb what you're posting about. That's one thing. The second thing about posting, when someone is posting um, something about a certain topic, that post will definitely be suitable for some people, maybe not the rest. Because like, let's say an example from posting about um, like a sensitive topic, like about Corona as an example, like what is happening nowadays. Everybody will be concerned about this topic because it, do it does touch the life of each and everyone. But if I'm posting, yeah. absolutely. But if I'm posting, let's say as an example, a topic, let's say about like uh, when it comes into my, my field, which is outsourcing, 
like certain type of people will be interested to share or discuss that topic. So does outsourcing, as an example, as a post or as as a topic, does it touch everyone? As a matter of fact, no. So it, it's mainly like when it comes down to posting, you're targeting certain type of people according to the topic, according to the, to the content itself. Marcus, so when you're trying to create a strategy to build out your network, what are some steps you take aside from consistency to ensure you're getting in front of the right people that you want to hear your message? Yeah, so that's a great question, right? And, um, and, and Sam is, is 100% right. You know, you'll see the people that are trying to post like, you know, every single day, um, if they are not targeted or if, they, if they're not an expert in that specific field or industry or topic, you'll see it's very surface level. There's not real much, there's not much depth to what they're posting. So <laughs> you can see it very, very quickly. Um, and in terms of having a strategy, right? So like if, if I was say, if I was brand new, actually I'll tell you exactly what I did, right? Because um, you know, I, I've been fortunate where I've been, I've been around social media for a while and I, I have studied internet marketing. So I, and I've tested it before on what makes sense on how do you target people, right? So uh, I knew when I transitioned to starting my own business, I had to be very careful even when I was working full time that I couldn't really post, you know, some of these things I wanted to just because I knew that, you know, the where I was working at, you know, they, they were a little conservative about that type of posting. So once, uh, once I fully transitioned, I was very targeted what I did. So first off, the whole time I first identified exactly who were the lead target influencers in my field. So I was looking for like this, the other sales experts, if you will. And I was looking for a couple things. Number one, I was looking for, okay, what were the common trends of what they were posting about content wise, the topic, how were they formatting, you know, uh, you know, what they were writing about and what things that I disagree with. And that's really important what I disagree with because that's potential content ideas. And once I observed that, right. And then also what I started doing as well is I started engaging with their content and there's two different, two different reasons why I did that. Number one, when I started engaging with that content, I knew whoever was in the comments were typically the same target market. So when I started engaging with these other influencers, you know, if as long as I put quality comments, quality relevant, you know, comments in there, people would see it, meaning my target audience would see it, right? And then of course they would engage with it. And when, when you first start doing it, people are like, okay, all like but then as you're more consistent they start seeing you more and more often right and then of course like what influencer leads to another and they're all they're all interconnected in different ways and you start finding out more influencers you do the same thing rinse and repeat and you're and but the thing is it's if you're starting that conversation you're constantly you're still re-engaging the conversation so it's not just like I, I put a comment up and i ghost and i go away i'm engaging with the, with the people in there right so that's really important. And then um, from there, I also search hashtags. So within hashtags, hashtags are certain groups that only certain people are gonna use. So for example, <clears throat> if I look up hashtag, you know, sales life or hashtag sales, only certain people are gonna use a hashtag. So I'll go in there and look at the top ones, not, not, not what's trending with the top ones and I'll engage with the ones that made sense, right? So some people just post ads, I wouldn't engage with those, but you know, if, if a sales professional posted about something, a question or had a, a topic about something, I would engage with it if it made sense. And of course, same same concept goes, very, uh, you know, quality comments, quality engagement to, you know, build up my brand. 
There's no pitching. There's no spamming. It's merely just providing value is what I'm doing. And then from there, what ends up happening is then you just start, you start building a little bit of an audience over time, right? Now, just to add even more detail to that, what I also did as well, which is I was very strategic, was I also optimized my LinkedIn profile to be very delicious and attractive to my target market. So meaning I, I made sure that my entire profile out, outlined things that I achieved that I knew that I know sales professionals want to achieve. I know they want to hit presence club and win award. I know they want to be the best of the best. I know they want to get promoted. I know they want to get better at their game. So my profile really showcases all those things. Uh, in addition, it has tons of recommendations and proof. So when people take a look at it after they see maybe one of my comments on somebody like, okay, you know what? This guy might be worth looking at listening to. And it might be a long game. They might see my name for a little bit before they decide to connect with me and you know start interaction. But that's the kind of a, a, a 30,000 foot view and then I kind of zoomed in a little bit for you. So I, you bring up a lot of really great points. Um, commenting is definitely something that I've, you know, used to build my network out. There were times where I wasn't really posting content for a stretch of maybe two or three months, but I still was able to gain like 200 connections just by commenting and becoming a familiar face to the people on that thread. That's right. Exactly right. So then um, the LinkedIn profile, we talked to Martin yesterday, Martin MacArthur. Yeah, and something that's really interesting about the LinkedIn profile we talked about is I see it as like a landing page for your personal brand or your business brand. Um, can you just go into a little more depth about how you went about, you know, optimizing that so it aligns with what your target audience is looking for? Yeah, 100% right. And I mean, and you, you are spawn. Your, um, your profile is a landing page. It's, it's the bait for your target audience, if you will, right, for lack of better terms. So, um, and, it, and it starts from the very first thing they see, which is number one, your profile picture, right? So even my profile picture, like, you know, like, so most people have like a direct headshot, you know, and this is a regular headshot. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna post one where I look a little bit different, but it's not too outlandish. So, you know, I'm still wearing a suit, whatever, but I'm laughing in the picture and it's a slight angle. So immediately people will notice, okay, that's a little different type of headshot. And then uh, number two, my headline is also, uh, I've also changed it where most people just have like their title right you know like you know i'm an account executive at xyz company right um you know or they say something like you know i help you know, which, which is still not a bad one which is i help you know help x people achieve x you know x result which is totally fine um i just wrote mine to be it was stand out which which is some it's something like you know you know i've sold like spios to seven figure contracts you know i teach the number one skill in the world to get anything you want so if you look at it you're like huh What's this guy talking about here? So, <laughs> right. So they're gonna click and take a look, right? So again, you know, it gets them to look at my profile, right? And it's not just like made up stuff. I've done it, right? So, so, so immediately, right there, that that's the bait to hook them in. So then they go to my profile, and you can also change your banner, which is your LinkedIn banner, right? And yeah. you put, put whatever you want. That's an opportunity for you to have. That's that's real estate right there to market to your audience. And before I just kind of had a highlight of my services that I offer, but now, you know, I've changed it where, you know, I've created a brand new, uh, you know, sales strategy group on Facebook. So now it says, hey, you know, come join my strategy group, you know? So this way, that's the first thing they see. So 
Um, and then when you go deeper, so most people will either take a look at your about section next or your you know job history. So yep. look, they'll look at your about section and I've written mine like a story, right? I just share my background, nothing created. I just share my background, what I'm all about, some things that I've achieved that I know and I highlight certain things that I know would be attractive to my target audience. Like they want to know, hey, if, I, if I'm gonna follow this guy, has this guy actually achieved what he says, right? Is, is the stuff he's gonna post about, is he legit? So I have some quality content in there. And then uh, when I go to like the job history, I only list results. So, you know, cause people will usually post stuff like, you know, hey, you know, I had, I had to make, you know, like $20 an hour, I had to do this, KPI, et cetera, which is fine um, versus, hey, you know what? I was number one out of 200 reps. I won this award, I won that award, right? So people like to know that type of stuff. And then uh, from there, um, obviously, uh, aside from the content, which you can put as a featured item now, um, but you can also have recommendations. And recommendations are fantastic for credibility. So, you know, mine's pretty well optimized where I have a decent amount of recommendations, right? Uh, people uh, from my, my history and past that I've worked with, where I work directly with, so they post really specific things in there that I help them achieve, which is very intentional. So it can't be it can't be made up. It's not like, hey, Marcus is a nice guy. It's like, <clears throat> okay, Marcus literally changed my life. He literally got me promoted three times in you know in the last like three years. He did this with me. He helped me with this, right? So it's so specific that it's, it's it can't be fake. So when someone looks at my profile, just looking at those those key things, they're like, oh wow. Um, I want to connect with this guy. I want to listen to what he's talking about. And I want to follow him because he could probably help me achieve the same results that other people have achieved, right? And it takes a little bit of work to optimize it, right? But like, aside from the recommendations, all that stuff can be done in two hours. You just take the time to write it out and just make sure it's attractive to your target audience. So when you drive someone to your profile page, how do you get like direct them so you're able to make your personal brand profitable. Yeah, so so mine's, so my style's a little bit different, right? So um, I, I provide a lot of value up front, okay? So um, so I'll, so when they go onto there, right? And they'll enter like, you know, depending on what I have going on, I'll have different ones called like, you know, lead magnets or freebies of, of high value things, right? And sometimes it's a it's a, a free training, a free webinar, a free ebook, a free guide, whatever whatever I'm focusing on that's going to solve a very specific problem for my target audience. So when they go on there, I'll, I'll have links to they can click on for sure, right? So right now my featured one is just my one of my free guides, right? And there's no pitch on there. It's just it's literally a value. So it has to be of high value, as a person. So it can't be. It can't, I don't bait and switch people. It's not like, oh, they get this like, like this, like this, like free guide and there's a pitch in there to sell them stuff. No, there's, there's not. Now I definitely share my story because I want them to know my background and, and understand like, Hey, you know what? Like, unlike some of the other trainers out there, nothing against them, but I actually, I, I walk the talk. <laughs> so I actually, I do what I say and I say what I do. And that's um, not many people actually do that. Right. So that's a competitive advantage if you're consistent. So once they enter into my funnel, now, you know, when I, when I want to present an offer, I can whenever I want, because now I have more control over the offer, okay? So uh, for example, in some of the webinars I've done in the past, right? If I open enrollment to my, my digital training program, I'll, you know, I'll teach high value things on the webinar, and then I'll make an offer at the very end, right? 
And that allows me to be very, very profitable by doing that. Um, just because digital programs are very, very profitable if you do it right. So that's really, it's, it's really a long game. I use LinkedIn as, an, as a way to open the door to a conversation with a prospect. I, I don't pitch via LinkedIn. It's merely a, a way to open the door to engage in deeper conversation. Sam, what do you think about that? Just like opening up the conversation versus just bait and switching somebody? Well, every single word that Marcus stated, I 100% agree with it, especially the last part. You cannot pitch someone via LinkedIn. A lot of people do that. Like a lot of people step to your uh, direct messages, they start um, like copy pasting the script, therefore waiting for the response from you. Well, basically like LinkedIn or any type of um, like social network platform is just a gateway for the real interaction. That's exactly it, that's exactly it. And it, it, it depends on, I mean, people talk a lot about like, hey, how do you monetize a social media platform, right? I mean, the first thing is like people have to understand is um, they have to have something of value to offer, right? At, at, you know, if they're gonna offer them, right? So it's not just like, I'm gonna post on LinkedIn, I'm gonna make money. Well, you really need to have an offer of some sort, you know, like some people wanna do one-on-one -on -one coaching, maybe it's consulting, maybe it's a digital program, maybe it's an actual program or service, right? So you need to have something, right? But, uh, you know, like Sam mentioned, like you don't wanna slide into someone's DM and say, hey, like come come buy my product, right? Um, there's, there's no trust. Well, there. yeah, yeah, yo, like like it happens. It ha it happens all the time. time. Yeah. all the time. <clears throat> it's just the concept of people not understanding what is a social network. I mean, like regardless, it's 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 business or social. Like they are not getting the point. Like what is that platform I'm using? Um, like if we will discuss this one based on social level, like. There's always a red line that you cannot cross. I mean, like this is when it comes down to social. Like you cannot bother people. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. When when it comes down to, to let's say, as an example, Facebook. Like each and everyone has got their boundaries, so you cannot cross th those boundaries. But it's different than business because business has got a type of a different approach. Yes. I mean, different people has got their own different styles to approach. Like me, as an example, I'm a type of person. Like. Like I don't go through pitching someone, never, never done that, and I will never do it. Like it is not it, for me. It does not make any sense to pitch someone through the DM. It does not. Right. Like I'll be typing few words. Okay. Like those words. What is the impact? I mean, like that person should know me. I should know that person more. So we interact somehow on LinkedIn. We share posts. We discuss this. We comment in, on this one. Then afterwards, me and that person, we got to know each other through through wording and through the comments and through the posts. Okay, so that's time to talk. If there's a chance to, to discuss it, let's go ahead and do it. So we start afterwards exchanging phone numbers, emails, same as you and me, Ryan, like what happened at the end, like you were posting, I was posting, we got together. Okay, what's going on? What is this? What is that? Then we started discussing things. But did it yeah, no, I, I agree a lot. I, I disagree a little bit. Um, I know connecting and then pitching is like a LinkedIn no-no, like everybody hates it. But if you're able to, like you're talking about, build that relationship. I know at my last position, I had a lot of success with people who I had built relationships with and then asked for like a warm introduction to the person who was making the decisions. And that allowed me to get in front of them. But at the same time, I had credibility. 
because I was getting a recommendation to talk to this person from somebody I'd already connected with and knew pretty well. That's like my intake about this one, like that's a bit different than what we are discussing. Because you took it step by step, you got recommended by someone who knows you, so you were referred to that person through someone that you dealt with. So based that that is based, Ryan, do you remember when we were discussing word of mouth? Yeah, like referrals. Absolutely. So that person referred you to, to that to the other one. So you started warming up with the with with the actual lead or the actual client or the actual person that you want to do business with. So that that one somehow facilitated the process for you. Yeah, and I think just to add to that too, right? I mean, it's um, it's it's when you're selling via social media, a lot of it has to do with uh really how what's the value of the offer right and if it's True. like if it's like a really low value offer like so for example like if, if i'm on like linkedin or in facebook or any type of social media platform and someone posts something like hey you know where can i buy a, a you know i don't know a, a skateboard <laughs> hashtag skateboard okay <laughs> and <clears throat> and let's just say i sell skateboards and i find that hashtag and that person posts that boom i could connect with them and message them say, hey, listen, uh, I, I saw you ask about buying skateboards. I actually sell skateboards. You know, would you be interested in looking at some skateboards? And realistically, because it's pretty low value offer, it'll probably get sold via the DM. That's just what happens, it's low value. Um, but as you progress higher to higher value and most business to business conceptual sales, it's it's really opening the door to a conversation. It's doing what you did, Ryan, which is like, get in the door somewhere, getting, getting, you know, warmed up to somebody else and then progressing that path to a, a, you know, a phone call, a zoom call, or you can have a deeper conversation, right? It's just, it's, it is a lot less likely to sell via the DM, but you could sell yourself to gain movement in a sales cycle via the DM. Absolutely. So something I also want to mention kind of aligning with what Marcus and Sam, you're saying, um, value, like, Value happens not just through one channel of outreach on uh, LinkedIn. It's not just through messaging, it's not just through commenting, and it's not just through posting. It all works cohesively in order to provide that value and then earn that credibility so you can have that conversation with somebody versus just cold pitching them with a template. That's right, that's exactly right. You know, and it's the same thing when, um, you know, when I, when I cold message somebody, like I don't pitch them. Right, I don't pitch them. I just offer them value, right? Offer them value up front, right? And then I look to see if it's an open conversation to you know something deeper, right? And because of because of my approach, oftentimes I, I we create these great conversations, you know, and they'll eventually enter into my funnel or into you know my my you know how, my pipeline. So um, at the end of the day, it's um. Social media is a tool, and if you use a tool right, you can build an incredible palace. If you use a tool wrong, it's just a paperweight. Cool. So how do you, when you're starting out and you're trying to figure out who I want to get in touch with, like what, who is my target audience? I know you said uh, you define a lot of that by people who you see doing similar things but may disagree with your opinion, but how do you really establish, hey, this is the target audience that I want my messaging through posting, commenting, and messages to kind of align with. Yeah, so I think the, the first thing you have to do um, 
you know, it, it, whoever is, you know, listening to this, the first thing you have to do is you have to be crystal clear who your offer is going to serve. That's the first thing you have to do. Um, because uh, if you, if you aren't crystal clear who your offer is, that makes it really hard to craft everything you do towards that, right? From your copy to your messaging, to the copy of your posts, to anything that you do, it won't align. So it's like, it's like that book, uh, Stephen Covey, seven habits of highly effective people. You begin with the end in mind, right? So I knew, uh, you know, and I, I've, I've known this, right? Cause before I started posting to any of this, I, I know my target market are B2B sales professionals, B2B sales leaders, right? That's, that's who I'm looking for. Right. And really, even if, if, I, if I was getting more granular from an age perspective, most of them are between the ages of 24 to 40. Right now, obviously there's still ones above and below, right? But you know, that's really the, the ideal market for me. So once I knew that, then I can uncover what are their pain points, right? What's their needs, what are their challenges? And then I can craft my offer to them. But it's because I know my offer that I have at the end, my digital program, consulting or coaching is, is who for that audience. And when I start with that, that allows me to work backwards to map that, okay, how do I get my messaging in front of the right people? Sam and Marcus, I, I would consider you both sales leaders. So as somebody who's in an SDR role right now, well, not right at the moment, but was, and looking for a new one, um, what steps can I take to be a leader on my team without being in a leadership position? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. It's a right? good one. I like it. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, I mean, everyone's a leader, right? By their example and, and you know, everything that they do, right? Um, like you're a leader, right? Everyone's a leader. And, you know, um, and are, you, are you talking about like on social media or just amongst their team? No, I, I mean like amongst the team, like in the work environment. In general. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll say in general, I mean, there's a couple of different things, right? I think, you know, number one, um, I, I believe uh, everyone has a potential to be a leader, right? It's all about their mindset, right? And it's really, it means leading by example in everything you do, right? And it doesn't mean you need to go around telling people to, hey, you need, you need to make dials, you need to do that. And I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying is, are you leading by example every single time you're doing Every, anything and everything, like whether it's like showing up early on time, are you uh, you know following instructions? Are you doing the best job possible in everything that you do? And then on top of that, are you also doing more, right? Are you acting a part of it? Are you doing things without being asked, right? Are you doing things that's gonna help the team become better at their job? So for example, I'll give you an example. So uh, in 2011, I, I changed companies and uh, I went from leading a team to being an individual contributor, right? And I was on this team as an individual contributor. And, you know, one thing I uncovered very quickly was, you know, most people, when they were on a sales call, they really struggled asking the right questions. So, and I knew being new, I'm like, okay, there's some questions I want to ask here for this company. So I, I built a very simple, you know, call sheet that I followed and I tested it out and allow me to gain trust faster, close deals faster as a result. And people were like, wow, how are you doing this? And I simply showed them my tool that I built and then I started teaching everyone else. Now, my boss didn't ask me to do this. I just intentionally did it because I knew it would be value for everyone else, right? And then from there, you know, I reached out to my VP and director, said, hey, do you want me to teach anybody else out, anybody else this tool? 
And as a result, it helped me position myself as a leader because I was influencing in multiple directions, you know, laterally, above me, and above that too. Sam, what do you think? That's a big topic to discuss. There <laughs> <laughs> is. Okay. See, the way how I look at it, leaders, um, why the, the, the right question to be asked, why are there leaders? Because, I mean, like, we are different when it comes down to people, or leadership comes down to the point of people management. When it goes to the word leading or lead or leaders, definitely there are followers. What is the difference between a leader and a follower? A leader is a person who has got capabilities and has got the ability to do things like which is completely different than others in like I would say in a powerful way which at the same time is adding value so this is why we say lead by example when we say lead that means you should be having the the, the, the quality and and the capabilities of doing things you have to understand people you have to be able to explain to people you have to educate people you have to get people to see what you are seeing you have to train people you have to get those followers or to prepare those followers one day to be leaders. But are we born naturally, all of us, 100% leaders? The answer is no, because some people cannot do, some people can, some people can improvise, some people can think, others cannot, some, some can find their way, some others cannot. So it works as a chain reaction between people, someone who's able to do with someone who's not able to do. So, so the one who's up is pulling the down, who's is pulling the the person who's down. Once that person who's down is being pulled up, what will happen? He's in the process of being a leader. When it comes down to the process of sales, sales industry is a kind of a tough, tough industry. It's not. It was never an easy one, and it will never be an easy one, especially in these days. So, when you have to lead, you have to lead by, like I would say, by people management. You have to understand what do people want on both levels. When it comes down to the like when it comes down to the market when it comes down to your employees your employees that's a really good example of what marcus stated stated which is helping others when you are helping others others will definitely look up look up like will, will look up at you so why would why would they go ahead and do that because they saw something that you are doing which is completely different than what they are doing and they're attracted to it oh that guy he knows and it's not he knows what he knows how See, I always focus on the how, not what. See, Rhino, I'll be always stating that one, it's not always what, it's always how. Because how, this is where the people get struggling at. They struggle when, when it comes down to how. If you're able to show them how to do things, at that time, you you sparkled, like you sparkled their way. Like you gave, you show them where the light is. This is when they start following. Once they start following, you start developing. This is the role of the of, of, of a leader. Once you start developing those people, preparing them to be leading, now at that time you're creating generations of leaders. This is not happening as 100%. Why? Because leader, when, when like it's not happening always, like I would say it happens 60-40. 60% are followers, 40% are leaders. Why is it always that ratio or why is it always like 40 and decreasing because people are seeing themselves that they are only the they, they are the only ones who are capable of doing it 
This is why you'll find most of the SDRs are not developing. They're struggling. They're finding finding hard times to achieve. Because if you will develop people, some people might think like, oh, okay, if that if I develop that person, if I got that person to be enhanced, would someday would they be stepping up their game and take my position? Some people think like that. Some leaders think like that. And this is the, the part, this is the worst part of it. Because it's a game. Like it's a step-up game. If that SDR of or of that sales representative or that junior employee stepped up the game, he might be, as a matter of fact, beating the, the leader. Do you get the guys? Do you get where, where I'm coming from, guys? Yeah, I, I totally get it, right? And um, and what I see a lot of times, and whether it's SDRs or really any type of business model, a lot of times we see it's the it's the top rep who gets promoted. And it's cool, which, and, and the reality is they, they were the top rep for a reason because they had different skills they developed, et cetera. But it doesn't mean they'll be a great leader. So once they're a leader, right, or manager, they have no idea how to lead their team. And, and you see that if they're an insecure leader, they definitely fear their people outperforming them, right? Where True. a strong leader realizes, hey, if I can hire, train, develop people to be better than me, my job becomes much easier than I'll get promoted as a result. Absolutely. All right, so we're running running low on time here. So I'm just gonna kind of wrap things up. I really appreciate you coming on, Marcus. Um, where can people find you? You know, what kind of resources do you provide to the sales community? Yeah, absolutely, right? So uh, people can find me on uh, LinkedIn for sure, right? Which is uh, Marcus Chan MBA. Uh, actually, I just created a brand new uh, free Facebook group. It's a B2B sales strategy, group, which you are part of. So thanks so much for joining. And yeah. you can find it for free. It's where we, there's no spamming allowed, but it's, uh, you can share best practices, ask questions, get help. So people, it's a com learning community. And you can just find that at succeedwithchan.com. That's succeedwithchan, C-H-A-N.com. It'll redirect to a Facebook group. Uh, anyone who's in B2B sales is welcome to go join as long as you don't spam. So uh, we're there to learn. And no jerk faces. No, and no jerk faces. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a fan of people just coming in and trolling people. That's not, that's not cool. You'll get booted out ASAP. <laughs> cool. I, I really appreciate your time yet again. And um, just thanks for sharing your insights, Marcus and Sam. And uh, thanks a lot, Marcus. with the daily sales dish, uh, we're signing off. Thanks so much. All right, cool.